0: Good morning, church. (laughs) Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome, everyone out there. Welcome, welcome. Well, as we know, our our pastors are on vacation, but we had a conversation the other day, and in this conversation, he wanted to do something a little different today. And what he wanted to do, he wanted to talk, he wanted wanted the, the young adults to speak of the growth that came along from, I think we were at the Arkansas location when we started BC Live, I think that's where it started at, Arkansas, to where we're at now. And he just wanted them to just speak to everyone on their growth. And I got excited. Why did I get excited? Because every one of these young uh, people, and I say young, young adults, let's say young adults, I have talked to, spent time to, we kicked it, and as y'all said, is that right? We say kick it, is that what I'm saying? Okay. We kicked it uh, uh, and just spent time together. And I've, I've heard language change, I've heard I've watched growth, and it's amazing, it's amazing. And I can't wait to just hear what they have to say. Because when, when, when you can say, well I remember when that language was gone, but now look at you now. And they've come forth in fruition to, to be able to speak to the, the body. It strengthens us, y'all. Young people, it strengthens us. I'm telling y'all that now. Y'all think, well y'all should know that, no y'all have something too and that's why i'm so excited to hear from you guys because y'all have a voice and i say that a lot to one of my friends that you have a voice you have a beautiful voice you have a voice don't never let nobody take that don't let nobody steal that so with that being said um, he has um, sent something out to the ones he said you know he wanted to speak and so forth but i'm gonna let them come out as the way they want to come up and speak and and do it the way they want to do it and after that i'm gonna have a small message that god laid on my heart to to give you guys and guess what you're gonna go home a little earlier all right so thank you guys and hey whoever want to go first
1: Excited to be here. <laughs> um, thank you to our pastors, our mentors, um, our teacher, um, and I want to also thank you guys for being so supportive of us of us through this entire journey um, of being a young adult in Christ. And it's truly amazing. It's been a ride, a beautiful ride. But um, today I'm going to speak from the inside out, um, and so. Um, I know you said what you've been learning, what you've, been, how you've been growing here, but that is what I've been learning to live from the inside out, and so um, I'm just gonna let God use me. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. One of the main things that I've been focusing on I was like, okay, Lord, what is it, what is it that you want me to touch on? He said, definitions. And um, I think that has been so present and evident here. Um, My definitions have been changing. I've been learning how to walk in the Word actively and presently. And so that is going to be, I guess, the underlining message or whatever, but here it is. So, I'll start off with I have a few scriptures. I'll start off with Hebrew Hebrew eleven one, if y'all want to turn there. I'm sure a lot of you already know it, but I'll get some time for it. And one of the main topics is going to be hope as well, so we're gonna tie it all in. Okay, I'll just go ahead and read it. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now I know we normally talk about faith when we come to this scripture, but I was able to just break it down, and I was seeing how okay, yes, we do have to have faith, and it's a substance of things hoped for. And so I began to say, "Okay, well, Lord, what is hope?" And I've started to learn, hope is hope is. In, we were taught hope is in your head, so it's basically you have to. It's in the knowledge of constant renewing of your mind, and the more that you renew your mind, it's building up your hope, and it goes, and it'll eventually reach. It'll go into faith because. Faith is now is the substance. And what is substance? Substance is tangible. Um, What is tangible? Tangible is something that's clear, it's definite, it's real. And I begin to think, could it be that the grace of God is my substance, it's tangible, it's real? Now remember I said, we're speaking from the inside out. So naturally you may think tangible, something I can feel, but if we're coming from the inside out, I feel the grace of God within me. I'm walking it out. It's real to me. It's so evident in me, and grace is speaking for me. So here I am. That's why I'm here today. It's speaking for me. I'm actively in it. It's coming. It's coming alive. It's my. It's God's ability working through me. And so I begin to be like, okay, God. So that was my first point of, okay, so your grace, that's the tangibility. That's your substance. It's everything that I've hoped for, and when I've came here to church, uh, to Believers Connection. I began to look at Pastor Josh, and I was like, something is different, something is different. I couldn't, but I knew something was drawing me to, not even just to the man, but it was the spirit within him. And he has, he has taken ownership because he's worked it out, he's exercised his inner man. So here I am, I'm like, I want that fire, I want that, and what, what was I really saying though? I want the Christ. I'm hungry for the Christ. I want the Christ, and so here I am. I'm seeing someone who's walking it out daily, and he's able to spit fire at us, and it's igniting me. I'm like, something in me is getting ignited. It's on fire, and so I said, okay. But as I began to grow and mature, I understood what it was. It was his inner man. But as you begin to walk closely, I was also begin to see he's exercising, and the more you exercise, his hope is growing and the more his hope is growing because he's growing in the knowledge of Christ Jesus he's walking it out and faith is actively being activated in him and now he's having he's owning it he's walking in it and it's been able to benefit not only him but his the hearers and so I begin to um going to say uh, his Bible for you as he was a but in first Timothy 4 I had chapter, I mean, verses 12 through 16, but I'll just go ahead and read it. It says, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands of Presbytery. Then verse 15 says, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy prophet may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. So everything I was hearing, I'm like, okay we all have a bit of adolescence in us. And with this adolescence, it could just be where the light is not on. We are, our souls are, de- are deep and where we are to work on our own soul salvation. So where the light is not necessarily on, where the Christ is not truly have been revealed and where you have grown up in certain parts of where you understand and have revelation and you're growing and then you have matured, it's we still have adolescence. And so, but it's not to despise it, but he gave instructions. Meditate upon these things. Meditate upon the word of God. Stay in charity, stay in faith, stay in purity, but you have to constantly renew it. You, it's renewing, it's a renewing word, That's an action. It doesn't just say, I was renewed. Yes, you get renewed, but it's a constant renewing. I'm renewed in my renewing. And so I'm constantly having to be renewed in my mind where my hope is being built. But then once the hope is being built up, you begin, it begins to reach your heart and it will begin to actively move. Now you're actively in faith. And I said, hope is where you have a desire. Faith is an expectation. It's no doubt about it. I'm walking in it now. And so I can say, if I was to give a testimony of how I am, how it is, how I've been in my growth here, it's just constantly understanding, keep walking it out, but also understanding that I have to stay renewed. I have to stay close. I have to stay submitted, and in this, if faith comes by hearing, okay, well, I need to allow myself to keep, allow myself to keep hearing the word, keep staying close to the word of God. It may not, it's not happening overnight, but it is happening overnight, because every day you're being renewed, you're getting closer and closer, and you're drawing nearer and nearer, and next thing you know, you're just being ignited, and your spirit man is being on fire, and it's overtaking you. Now you understand, I am a walking presence, because where I am, the presence of God is. And so, I just came to encourage you, Two, let your fire be ignited. It's not that it's not there. It's not that you never really had it. It's always been there. It is there. It's now. But you have to exercise. That is the only way Pastor Josh even got here to this day. He exercised. And I say that because I understand it is. And he always tells himself. So I'm saying, Lord, help us. May we continue to exercise every day that we can continue to walk it out and be the word made flesh.
2: Good morning, everybody. Um, I have a heart, I mean, a song laid on my heart, if I could. Um, Many of y'all know it, but. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Okay, amen. So that was on my heart this morning. I was like, wow, the cornerstone. Um, for me, I want to say thank you to our pastors, our leaders, um, our elders here, um, and just the BCC family for you all support and love, and strengthening me also on the days that, you know, I might have been down. Um, but for me, like Leah said, I'm touching on hope, but more so is, is going to lead to faith because that's our endurance. The way I'm able to endure is because of my faith and my hope. And so I was going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to hit more on a testimonial side too. Um, because that's just how it happened for me. So the way I was able to understand hope, which led to my faith, because you first you have to understand hope, like Leah said, in order to get to faith. It came by one scripture <laughs> that I fought a lot and a lot of people would say it and at one point it made me angry because it was like they're saying this scripture and I don't necessarily know. I haven't embodied it, I haven't had it become a word made flesh. And I didn't understand it. And it was literally Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And for me, it's a, it's a fairly common scripture, but also it's kind of like, okay, but how many people caught the revelation of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven though? And for me, I was praying and praying and I would write hope and future everywhere. I have two whiteboards in my room, kept writing it, kept writing, I'm like, God, what? Hope and future, you know, the thoughts, the thoughts. And I'm like, what, where are your thoughts at? But I had to realize, and it, it wasn't until Philippians 2, 5, let this mind be in you came to me and I said, oh, I said, oh. So in order, and I'm gonna break it down as to how I obtain hope though. So in order to obtain hope, you have to let this mind be in you. So that's how you receive the thoughts of God. And so when he goes on to say a hope in the future, and I say, God, okay, so what is the hope in the future? He said, daughter, it's my thoughts. So if now I've got the mind of Christ onto me, that's where my hope is coming because it's in the presence of God. So like Aliyah said, we're embodying it. We want the Christ, we're working it out. Cause you also gotta work it out to get to that place. Because as we know, there's levels in prayer. You go, Pastor just taught us about going, there's depths, deep calling to deep. You know, we have our affliction, but then God calls us further than that. And so we have to work it out. And so for me, I remember sitting there and I was like, man, God, what? I was working it out. I really was. And so when I received that revelation, I said, okay, your thoughts is the hope. Well, what did God say? Did he not say that I was more than a conqueror? Yes. That's his thoughts. Did he not say greater works that that I will do? said the Lord, said Jesus, did he not say that, that I will be exalted up, you know? And so I was like, okay, that's your thoughts. So now the way I'm able to endure every life challenge, cause a lot of, many of you don't know, but the way I came to Dallas wasn't how a typical maybe young adult would move. I was in a lot of different things. I came off of two bags, no phone, $90. Nobody knows it, but that's how I came, was homeless. I didn't have nowhere to stay, but by the grace of God, my family opened up their doors to me. So I had no choice, I knew when I stepped foot here it was gonna be a faith move, but it was an enduring faith. But in order to endure, I had to have the faith to even do it. Because many people, you see a lot of successful people, and as we all have learned, success is the fulfillment of the word of God. In some way or form, they fulfilled a word. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I'm here, I'm by myself, my family already approved of it, somehow God got them to say yes, and I came here. And I'm like, okay, I may not have all the resources. I may not have everything that I need, but if I understand that my hope is in Christ alone, if my hope is built on the firm foundation, then I'm able to understand I can ride on that word, which led me, like she said, you believe in it, and I kept working it out. I kept repeating what God said. If he said all things work together for the good of those who love God, then all things gonna work together for the good of those who love God, and I love God, so it's gonna work for me, and so I kept working it out, and so now, you know, I got the job, I got into school, and a lot of things I'm really hitting more so on for some of us who might, have, who might be starting out, or for some of us who might be taking that leap of faith and really transition over to the life of Christ. It's a real walk, and you gotta understand what that comes with. Did you count the cost? Because it's gonna be some weight, but God's grace is sufficient for thee. And so I begin to work that and I understood, and I, I kept myself anchored. Y'all know we, I come to every Bible study, every Sunday he started the Friday I was there every time and if I'm not there something wrong <laughs> and so I kept working out and I understood I had to stay anchored so I have a scripture that talks about anchored I came across it and I thought it was it was beautiful to see because that's where our hope lies our hope lies in the presence of God and that's the anchor though the present the, the word of God is the anchor can't nothing sway me can't nothing shake me because I believe on what God said and he is not a man that he should lie so if y'all can go with me to Hebrews 6, 19, okay. All right, so it says, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna read the amplified version just cause I really love what it said. So it says, this hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul, it cannot slip and it cannot break down under. Whatever pressure bears upon it, a safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil. And in the parentheses it said of the heavenly temple, the most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. And I was sitting on that and I was like, okay, in order for me to keep enduring, I have to stay in the secret place. I have to dwell where God dwells. And where does he dwell? Behind the veil. I have to push behind. I have to allow myself to be unveiled, but I'm also understanding every level. There's a faith to faith and glory to glory. I have to keep working out, keep walking it out. And so when I looked at this and what really took me was, it was this confident assurance. My sister said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, faith is assurance. So now that I've believed it, my hope is so so tied into what God said. No matter what shaking, no matter what beating, no matter what pressing comes, I'm still going to endure. No matter what, if I what if, so what if I don't have the money? I'm going to keep working it out because I know that all things is working together for me. Or so what if I may be at the below the barrel right now? So what if people keep thinking that? Oh, you don't have it well yes I do because my father told me that I have it and so just because you may not see it that don't mean I grab the spirit of the thing and so for me I was working it out and so I'm understanding and I just want to say this is our hope and our, our endurance sorry excuse me our endurance is more so it starts in the hope but it goes into faith because every day I tell myself I'm gonna keep walking because what God said to me I'm not gonna stop yes some thoughts may come some doubts may come but I, I just told the young adults on Friday we had our service and I said every day I say, I'm not gonna declare myself defeated until I've allowed Christ be manifested in me. So it's not that you may not get thoughts, but like we've been learning, stop allowing the presumption, stop allowing the thoughts, the negative, the negativity of words just coming into your mind. Don't allow that. You have to shut it off because at some point you gotta fight. You do, you don't just sit there. You gotta work it out. At some point you gotta, you gotta take your seat in the seated place. On Friday we was talking about measures and I had told them, I shared with Brother Ben, I said, honestly, all I hear is the law. And I feel like that's what has made my hope deferred. That's what hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's what allowed me to, to sway my hope because I saw the measure that was placed. So it led me to not have no hope because I saw, well, dang, if they stop there, well, then where I'm going to go? And so just in closing, I do want to encourage everybody because like the woman of God said this morning, love endures all, but above all else is love. So no matter what, Our faith and our hope is the love of God. His word is the love. So I'm going to keep enduring because of how God loves me. He gives me the grace. He gives me the capacity to keep enduring. And we are in enduring times, but a lot of us individually, you may have to endure. Some of us are gap standards. Some of us that comes with a lot of weight. But because I know what God said, I'm gonna keep going. I know that he said my family will be saved. I know that he said I will be greater works. I will be the head and not the tail. So I'm gonna keep walking. I'm not about to allow no one, anything to stop me. Even though I may shake, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna say what God said. And that's how you tell the mountain to move. That's when I really understood. When he showed us that demonstration, he said, you say what God said. you see it. Then you tell the mountain to be moved. I caught that. And I think I had called one of the young adults here and I was like, is that what he meant? And He was like, yeah, and I was like, wow. And I was like, now I really understand because when I speak, it'll move because I know that I'm anchored in him. I know that I'm so tied up in God. And so in closing, I wanna encourage everybody. I really do wanna encourage the young adults though be anchored in God, I keep myself in the word of God. I refresh, she said be renewed and you're renewed. I do not allow myself to hear anything that is, not, that is contrary to the word of God. Yes, sometimes we may scroll, but stop the scroll. Like we said, don't allow other people get to get in your ear because it's really it's really it's really important because I think sometimes we don't really realize how serious that is but if I know what God said I can have who I can be I'm not about to let nothing to stop me from what he said I can be and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep working it out because he is not a man that he should lie. I don't know, that kept coming on my spirit yesterday. I was like, God is not a man that he should lie. I had a lot of false hopes in my life, I did. I had a lot of false realities, false expectations, and that was a prayer I prayed. I said, God, show me where to put my expectation at. I remember asking a bunch of people, I'm like, where are y'all putting this? Where is it going? Like, what are you talking about? But it wasn't until I said, oh God, you want me to place my expectation, my hope in what you said. And now I'm, I'm hoping and I'm trusting in everything that God said. I'm trusting the God in every individual. I'm trusting God in what he said. And I'm not allowing my hope to be deferred because my heart will be sick. So I continue to encourage everybody, stay anchored, stay close. Don't allow yourself to slip. Keep going, it's gonna be hard. You're gonna have to endure sometimes. And we're gonna keep enduring but God is, he's faithful and he's faithful to perform and whatever he spoke, you keep seeing it until it manifests, until the word becomes made flesh. So, amen. Thank you.
3: Good morning. Hello. First, I just wanna thank Pastor Josh and Pastor Crystal just for always keeping the doors open, one. The fact that we can just always come in no matter what the circumstances, no matter what it is, they're always open arms and giving us the chance to come and grow. And so the investment that Pastor Josh has put in all of us, especially the young adults, he's always busy. He's constantly doing something, but he always makes times for us. And that's what I appreciate the most, and that in itself is love to me. And so I just want to thank our leaders as well as VCC. Thank y'all for the encouragement. And today I'm going to speak on the topic of love. And I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to say because I didn't know what I wanted to speak about because we learned so much. So it's so much we could talk about. And God had placed on my heart something, that aligned with a class that we have every couple of Sundays. And that's the Father's Hearts class. And I learned from that. And I think for me, that's the foundation. And so on Friday, we began to talk about, we were talking about measure, like Maya said, at our young adult service. And God was telling me, I felt like after the whole service was over and I sat and I just thought and meditated He was like, once you have identified your measure, you'll see that mine was beyond measure. And it was always that way. And so I went to the scripture, Matthew 18, 1 through 5. That's the New King James Version. And it says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, 'Who who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him set him in the midst of them, and said, "Assuredly, I say to you, unless you, com- you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. And so I asked myself, where have I positioned myself in God? And do I understand my position in God and so I see that the greatest among them all is to be a child is to be like a child but do I understand we always say okay I'm a child of God I'm a child of God but do, you, do we understand what that means to be a child of God because you can have a word from God but if you don't have the instruction, if you don't have the way, that word can fall by the wayside. So when you're going through trials and tribulations, you'll forget that you're a child of God because you've not had yet exercised what it actually means to be a child of God. So I have to get an understanding of what a child of God means before I go around saying, Oh, well, I'm a child of God, but then when a the trial comes, you, you back. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. You, what the world says you are. Oh, well, I'm not confident. Oh, well, I can't do this. Those, from what my Bible says, that's not what a child of God is. And so it brought me to another scripture. Sorry, I have a lot of scriptures because as God gives me things, he intercrosses it with others. Uh, is Romans 12, 1 through 2, verses 1 through 2? I beset you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And what I began to get with the holy part. We know that holy means to be set apart. For me, for my revelation, God was telling me I felt like God was speaking to me and saying, to be holy is not to physically separate yourself from the things that people participate in, that we participate in. It's not merely just your actions, but it's also you separating yourself from the words that were the ideal words that was spoken over your life that was not of God. So have I separated myself from this word that people have said I am? Or am I still attaching myself to it? And so I haven't, it's not yet holy and acceptable, because I need, he's, so he's saying, give it all to me. That's the only way, and so, and so I began to see that the only way to do this is to give it to God. You cast your cares, but Jesus also said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So if I'm learning how to give to God, I will start to receive from God, and I will start to receive who I am in God. Rather than who I'm not, rather than who what the world says I am. And so, and that's the principle of reaping and sowing. You will reap what you sow. What you give into God is what you'll receive out of him. And so my next scripture that I have is first Corinthians eight through two. This is the amplified version. If anyone imagines that he knows and understands anything of divine matters without love. He has not yet known as he ought to know. So, my testimony in coming in, I didn't grow up in church. I kind of went to church every, you know, all the holidays, Easter, Christmas, New Year's Eve, service, you know, all those different ones. And so when I came into Christ, which was just a couple of years, actually came into the knowledge of him and knowing him and giving everything to him was a couple of years ago. I had to forsake everything that I thought I knew about him, and it honestly felt like I was being reborn. I didn't recognize myself. I couldn't even tell anybody else, like, what was going on with me, because I'm like, listen, I'm still learning, and I'm figuring it out because it's a new me. It's not the old me. It's not the person that you once knew. So I had to come to him as a little child, humbly, saying, you know what? I don't know nothing, but I know all I want to know is you. And so. With that, I began to say, we thought we knew what it means to be a child of God, but if we did, then it would be easier to just be that instead of trying to be everything else for God. We're trying to be the prophet of God, the apostle of God, the preacher of God, rather than the child of God. Because before you can even be that prophet, that apostle, that pastor, that preacher, that whatever, you have to be a child. Because that's the only way you can get into the kingdom of heaven. And if a child is in the kingdom of heaven, he has access to the thoughts of God. He has access to the heart of God. So you first have to gain access to the heart of God before you can even start to be that title or that position. It's not about the title, but your position that you are in God. And that's kind of what I spoke about on Friday. What God was revealing to me was position it's not so much of the titlement that I have or the position that I have at work, but where am I positioned at with God? Because that's how I will be able to discern and navigate the other sectors in my life, is if I first become a child, being able to receive from him, now that I may be able to give to others. Because if I haven't gave to God, I can't give to no one else. And this is in my last scripture, but we're almost there. <laughs> Philippians 3, 7 through 10 says, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all these loss, all these things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which is from God by faith." Now this is the one that this is the uh, scripture that really got me was that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. With all that I know I want to know him in the power of his resurrection and in that is the call of God in Jesus Christ. My call is to be a child of God before I'm anything else. If I haven't learned to be a child first, I haven't learned to just be in him. I haven't learned to be anything else. I can't do anything else. So I ask, what is the high calling of God? And Philippians 3.14 says, I press on toward the call, towards the goal to win the heavenly prize, which is eternal life of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ, the prize is eternal life and the high calling of God is becoming like a little child. The maturity, this is maturity because you have humbled yourself. Maturity is meekness. Maturity is not an age. Maturity is not your position. Maturity is not your titlement. Maturity is your love for God. And have you been able to show that love to others? It's the humbleness that you bring that is inside of you. When people see you, you're humble. They know that you have those different fruits of the spirit. It's not your title that brings people to respect you, but it's your love and the position that you hold in God that brings people to honor you. And so my encouragement to all of us is to be like a little child. Like Aaliyah, uh, what the, Aaliyah said, don't despise your youth, but be like a little child. That it doesn't, it's not childish It's being like a little child. It's the humbleness that comes with a child. A child is not scared to ask anything, nor is a child scared to give anything, to give what they have to say. So give what you have to God. As as we sung today, I give you all of me. I give you all of me. I surrender all to you. So I'm going to surrender all to you. I'm going to give you all of me because this is what I have to give to you. This is my reasonable service to you. So this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to live. So, that's my encouragement for today and what I learned.
4: Good morning, saints. Um, I would like to thank Pastor Josh and Pastor Crystal, our leaders, for allowing us to share our testimonials. The Bible is a written testimony. It's a written testimony. A testimony is to be inspired, meaning when you have a breakthrough in life, that's your testimony. I'm gonna share my testimony, but it won't sound like a traditional testimony. Um, the Bible says he does a new thing, but it's by his spirit. So it's from the spiritual realm. It's of the spirit, the way that he flows. And so this morning we've been flowing and we're gonna to continue to flow. And I want to encourage you all that those who have an ear, let them hear the testimonies of the children God this morning. Um, I would like to thank BCC. I want you all to give yourself a hand clap for being connected to the grace, to the dominance of the dwellers in this house. There's a dominance of dwelling in this house. There's grace here. There's rest assured given in this place. Um, We're going to pray. You know, this is not a traditional church. We'll stop and we'll pray. Father God, we thank you today, Father. Father God, we thank you for opening our eyes to see and opening our hearts to be refreshed and restored, God. Father, I ask that you have your way. Continue to flow in this place, God. We embrace your love. We want to encounter your faith that's in us, God. We thank you. We lift you high above every principality and power. In Jesus' mighty name, yes and amen. The scripture, I'm not going to drill us with scriptures, but I am going to look at one scripture that opened a lot up to me. And it's John chapter 3, 34 through 35. For I would like for all the saints to read together, if that's okay. On the count of three, one, two, three. He has not given the spirit by a measure. There is nothing in this world that can measure you. There's nothing in this world that can measure you. He did not give you a spirit that can be measured. That's what we talked about at BC Law Friday night. There's nothing in this world to where it can measure you. They can't put you on a scale and measure you. Rate me one to 10. Rate my Christianity one to 10. You can't rate it. I broke the scale. Put me in a job. I don't have a degree for. I'm going to break the scale because we operate in a spirit of excellence. And here is where that excellency comes from. It comes from faith, hope, and love. Those are components. Those are elements on an element chart of the spirit life. Faith, hope, and love. Faith is a substance. Hope is the anchor of that substance. Love is depth. When you look at a boat, a boat is out in the deep of the water, but there is a chain connected to an anchor. The anchor is hope, as Ms. Mayo read to us that scripture. The anchor is the hope. The chain is your faith. The boat in the deep symbolizes your love, the love of God. These three elements are very important for you to operate and be in the spirit, and here is why. There is no measure of those elements. Because it says the love is depth. Be able to comprehend with all the saints the love, the length, the width, the depth, the love of God amongst the people. We are here in unity this morning. And we're going to open up our minds. We're going to open up our ears to see the importance and significance of faith and hope and love. See, because my Bible says, let this mind be in you. We have to master our thought process. Those three elements require a thought process every single day. I have to first understand, where is my level of love at today? Sometimes I didn't receive enough love to stay in the faith that was needed to endure my day. Sometimes I didn't didn't get enough love that I have the faith to intercede for someone around me. I didn't have enough love to give to my family today. It says none is beyond reproach. God is no respective person, so it's okay. We're we're gonna be encouraged today. But that hope particle is very important. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred, hope deferred. If I let my hope be deferred, I let my faith be measured. This is why I'm not measurable. I cannot think that I'm measurable because if I come off as measurable to the world and they put me in a box Pastor Joshua said your children put you on the shelf if I allow my child to put me on the shelf it's not looking good for my family it's not looking good There's gonna be doors opened because they put us on a shelf if we allow the world to put us on a shelf we're going to continue to have misleading doctrines in the body of Christ and it's going to be stumbling block after stumbling block after stumbling block which is why it is important for mastery of the mind to come to reality for the saints to come to reality because here at BCC we have mastery we have discipleship we have BC love we have many different ministries premarital business and those courses and classes those teachings are given to open your mind to master your mind of Christ there are levels and dimensions of that mind but the three things that allow that mind to have its way is the faith the hope and the love particle those are particles of the spirit life so when we think about let this mind be in you let this mind, let this mind, let this mind. When you're on your job, I sometimes catch myself drifting away from the mind of God. I fall into, as we talked about, dead works because now I'm just here to do the job. And even though I'm doing the job at the, at the utmost accelerated capacity, I'm the best at it. Oh, I'm the best at it. Oh, I had some jobs, I was the best at it. I worked in a warehouse, driving a forklift. You give me a quota, I'm hitting it every time but God had to show me that you need to repent from that dead work because it's killing you. It's killing you. You're in a performance trap. It was killing me. I was breaking my back at the age of 20. It was killing me. When God said no, 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 no. That's not what I had for you, son. I had to receive that love because that love granted me access to go deeper in the things of God, to go deeper in life, to understand that my grit my grind, my work ethic was just something that was a resolution. It was a production, a product of what was bestowed in me. It was a product. It was a product of the mind of Christ. because We're talking about excellency. Your excellency. Your excellency. Your excellency. You are that because in faith, in hope, and in love, there is no job you can't do because it's not you doing it. It's the mind of Christ that is empowering you and quickening you to get done. Even though you may say, I, I don't know, I'm not too sure. It's not going to look like it. Things look different in the eyes of God. He told the prophet Samuel, I don't see his man. See, don't anoint. Th- don't, 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 don't do that. Don't anoint that one. Don't do that. I've already given them a king, and I didn't, I didn't want that one, but I remade his heart. But don't do that, Samuel. Let me tell you a secret of mine. Let me tell you a mystery. Man does not see as I see. There is something with our eyes that is closed until we hit the rites of passage. Pastor Josh has touched on there's a rites of passage. There is something that God kept a mystery for us to come into, but we are only able to reveal the mysteries with ourselves and to the saints, accordance to our faith, hope, and love. See, these elements, they tie into everything spiritual. Even the things of this world operate those elements and they do it better than us sometimes. Oh, they good at it. They good at it. Oh, they good. Celebrities the best at it. I went homeless. I went, I tried out here, here, here. Actors do it the best. Oh, in the world, oh, they lay their life down. They lay it down. They in complete faith in my talent, complete faith in my gift. They lay it all down. And what do they produce? Because the principle, the principle, principle building produces. But we have it greater because we have the God of it. Amen. Give God a hand clap. We have it greater because we have the God of it. We have the God of the principle building. He wants this church I believe he wants us, I know he wants us, to build principally. But before we can build principally and move on to perfection, our perception of how we measure matters. Do you measure yourself in accordance to the maturation process, being able to comprehend with all the saints? So we have mandates and callings that are being given, I'm called to do this, I'm called to do that, I'm called to this type of people. And God said, no, 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 no. All are mine. All souls are mine because personalities are good. But we received a word from Pastor. He said, his style is switching. The mysterion of your personality matters because it's from the mind of Christ. So there's a mysterion in us. BC Love, I believe some of us came into the understanding of that mysterion that's wrapped in us. Because even though you have a personality, what made that personality, what made that person? What level of love, level of faith, what type of hope did you grow up in? When We look at those things and we reach back into the past, we can now blast into the future. And so this morning I wanted to encourage you all that as we unveiled that mystery of the importance, it's not deep, but it's important to understand how faith, hope, and love all work together for our maturity, for our processes, for the journey. We talked about repentance from dead works. On your journey, you're gonna see spoiled milk. You may slip in it the first time, maybe the second, the third time. But that fourth time, because now you have responsibilities behind you, you have those following you, you have family, friends, those who are looking up to you, now you're aware. And once you become aware, you see the milk. But God said, no, repent, change your way now. Clean that milk up so the next one doesn't fall. And we are so grateful and thankful to have a man of God that was sent. A man of God that, not, that was not made in that way. A man of God that's not just of God, but he was sent. And so as we all are being trained on what it means to be sent, we all now are becoming ambassadors that will be sent. So I thank you all for your continuous support towards this body because it means so much. It means so much. This is not a one-man show. This is a body. This is unity. Higher realm movement is unity of the faith. That success requires fulfillment of a work. Looking to fulfill is maturity. So I would like to thank you all Thank you, Minister Kelvin and Minister Joanne for being our active leaders today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the word of God today.
0: Amen. I no, you're good, you're good. Thank you so much. Let's give our young adults another hand clap, please. Amen, awesome, awesome job. And like I said, it's a blessing to just see how the growth, and that just, that's just not from growing from just them reading scriptures every day. You know, they didn't just say, well, we came to church and we read this and we prayed and did it. They were, they were, that was a foundation laid, guys. That was a foundation laid. And we thank you. And there are many others here that have many, many other stories. But like I said, we, we have to give a few. And like I say maybe he'll continue We do this more and more. Because it is something to see a younger generation coming up. You know, those of us who are not the younger generation, we'd be like, well, they don't know, they don't know. They have, we, I mean, we heard some very powerful statements here, and they know quite a bit. But if you don't never stop and listen, you never stop stop and take time to just visit, you're gonna miss something. Even, even at the point where, just because you have that chronological age, I'm this age, and I'm that age, they still have something. From the youngest to the old, they, they still have something. So, but as I say again, we're not, I'm not gonna be before, uh, before you long, because, like, say, man, he just wanted us to hear from our uh, our young adults, but uh, also just wanted to encourage everyone to understand that do not forsake the youth, do not forsake that, do not forsake that, because we're still young, all of us are still young. If you take the age you are now and flip the numbers around, that's gonna give another number, right? Right? I'm, I'm, ooh, wow, I'm real young now, wow. So anyway, <laughs> um, if you would uh, put the, oh, thank you so much. Just gonna talk to y'all a little bit about uh, foundation because uh, uh, Brandon talked a little bit about you know, building, and talking about um, uh, what God is doing in what he has, faith, love, and hope, and that, that is the building blocks. And when you build something, that, that takes, you have to have material, right? You have to have material when you're building something. So, so I'm just gonna, okay, I'm just gonna talk a little bit on that part of, of God's firm foundation. Not just a foundation, a firm foundation. And what this building sits on is a firm foundation, right? Everything that this thing is sitting on is firm. So in your life, your foundation should be firm. In your growth, in your teaching, even teaching our children, it should be something firm. This morning, we talked about dead work. So if we continue teaching something dead, you're gonna get dead results. So what we do, we we think about what are we teaching, how do we learn, how do we we transition, how do we become flexible, because things change. Things change, because your next, thank you. It's uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 9 and 15. It says, for we are God's uh, fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay then that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. We can stop right there. That which is laid, which is Jesus Christ, the main foundation, that is the foundation that everyone should be be building on. But we know as we grow, sometimes we pick up doctrines, we pick up habits and things that is not the right foundation. But let's continue. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's works will become clear for the day. Will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of that sort of it. So how you build, it's gonna get tested. It's gonna get tested. Just, just think about that part. It will be tested. If anyone be, uh, if anyone work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet. So as, the, as through fire. How do we build it? How we build it? So I'm gonna to come to you guys, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the building process and I'm not an architecture, so I'm not a builder, that's not my trade or anything like that, but this is something God showed me as, as we were spending time together. And that, that, that's a part of the plan. When you spend time, he's gonna give you ideas, he's gonna give you ways, he's gonna show you things. And one of them is the pattern, which is the blueprint. Everything has a pattern. Everything has a blueprint. And the young adults all talked about several things in a pattern and blueprint. They talk about, you know, different things that, that the scriptures that they use that build them up. Because you have a foundation, right? A solid foundation. But if you just got a foundation, that is great. But you're going to have to start building. God is looking for you to build on that foundation. Right? And that's called a frame. And they started framing up your house. You start seeing a frame come up. You know, you'll see the the slab. And now you're seeing a frame come up. But that frame only is going to come is through a pattern. And that pattern's going to show you your your kitchen, gonna show you your bedroom, gonna show you your bathroom, gonna show you your den, because it's starting to put things together and then you have a roof on top of that, right? Well, that's what God is starting to say. He's gonna, he's gonna hey, the, here's the foundation. Now you're gonna build, but if you stay to the foundation, stay to the foundation, which is Jesus Christ, we just read, you stay to that foundation, that means that frame is gonna come up. And when that frame come up, if you stick to that foundation, there's not gonna be a problem in there, it's gonna be rock solid, right? Go to the next one for me it's gonna be rock solid, right? But what happens in those frames? There are codes, there are patterns. Certain certain woods have to be certain thick, they have to be this way, they have to be that way, they have to be cut a certain way. But that comes to that part when Aaliyah was talking about what is your scripture, what is your word, what is your word? What is your code, what is your scripture? What is that part when when that foundation get hit and it starts to rock a little bit, when the storm comes and it hits it a little bit, well, maybe when the hell comes and the roof gets beat on a little bit, what is that thing that's going to hold you? What's going to anchor you? They, they spoke a lot about that anchor that's going to anchor you down in your frame. What is it? If you don't have one, you're going to fold. You're going to fold fast. You're going to cope. But the good thing is because Jesus is our foundation, when everything else fails, you still got that foundation. He still got the foundation. He said, I still have this foundation for you. Let's build again. But if we build on that code, that scripture that he has in you, that, that's going to sustain you. Yeah, you might take a little bruise, you might take a little bump, but you're still going to stand in that. And that's what God was showing me, that, that when they were speaking, he was saying that uh, uh, Wednesday we did a, a, a message on what's your word? What is your word? Everybody should have something, a word that when something comes up on you and tries to go against your mind, try to, cut, try to go against your heart, well, I have something against that person or whatnot. Well, if you got a, something that should turn you like, whoa, whoa, where is that coming from? You should better go to that word, that scripture to say, wait a minute, that's a lie. That is a true lie. And you should better check yourself that fire because you're going to be tested. You will be tested. I'm telling you, you walk out here today, something's going to probably try to test you. But if, you, if you're not standing firm or you just say, I just came to check off a box, I just came to show my face and all that, you know what, that's great. We love to see everyone, we really do. But what is it for you when you walk out of here when the body's not around you? When you don't have the body around you, when you're in that dark time, when, when all, all, all hell is breaking loose, what is it for you? This, this is when that part of when that prayer comes, when, you, when God say pray for this person, you be like, well, I don't know what to pray for. Pray for him anyway. God, whatever it is, let your will be done. blah help them. Whatever it is, I don't know, but God, you know all. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Don't be afraid. It might not be the most glorious prayer in the world. Pray for your people. Pray for it. That's what the body does. If, 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 if this hand wasn't connected to a wrist, I couldn't use it. It's all part of the body. We're all part of the body. We're all part of this building process. This whole building process. Uh, next one, please. All part of this building process. But then comes the walls, the bricks, the, the frame. When everything comes framed up, you know, that's your fortifying. He's fortifying itself in you. He's fortifying himself around you to where now God is saying, I, I, I uh, use Psalms 18. He said, I, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Now I know I just built a quick house, but let's just say you look at this; it's, it's now built up. But guess what? At the bottom of all this is the foundation. So if something coming, hit that, hit that wall, hit that. He's, he's already fortified you in it. He's already got everything around you to trust. But you still got your code. You still got your scriptures. You got everything you're going to need to continue standing up in there because you all have built on that strong foundation, which is Christ Jesus. you Christ Jesus. your home. Now, we ain't talking about the, the material home. We're going to talk about the neighborhood. Everybody's house is not cookie cutter. I'm going to say that. Everybody's house is not cookie cutter. I can come to your neighborhood, your house gonna look different, your house gonna look different, your house gonna look different, because God is gonna build it for you. He's gonna build it for you and it's gonna look just like for you. I said this this morning, if you look at everybody's finger, on your finger there's different lines and stuff, that's that's your fingerprint. No one here has the same fingerprint. And that's how he designed it. Everyone has a different fingerprint. Everyone has a different design. Everyone has a different design. So, so as the young people were speaking and they were talking about their growth and I thought about how when, when, we, when Believer's Connection, when I came into Believer's Connection, it was something about what, what the man of God was speaking, what God was speaking through him, it was like something different. And, and she said, uh, one, of, one of the young people said it best, it was something different that drew. And, and he's saying it was drawing. And as it was drawing, it was that strong foundation. I wanted more of that strong foundation because in, in my latter years, I didn't have that strong foundation. I would wade to this way because I didn't have my code right. I would go this way because I didn't have, you know, my, my, my scriptures wasn't right because I was just flowing. And I would fold, have to start over. I would fall, I was getting tired of starting over. Because in that starting over, you have destruction. Uh, they said it before. You have generation of things that you're, you're building, but if you're not building right, you're gonna build garbage. You're gonna build junk. And next thing you know, you're, you're falling apart. But then when he bring the next one, now we're talking about as people grow into marriages and grow into relationships, now you're not just one house, now you're a double-wide. And I'm not, I'm not saying it as double-wide trader, but now you're two, your house is two. But if that foundation wasn't right with one, the foundation now two, now you have a big, big mess. So when God says about God's firm foundation in, in them, each one of them, I heard them saying their foundation, they learned their foundation, they were learning their foundation. As they learn and they grew in their foundation, now they're starting to have their structure starting to get stronger. And their roofing's come around, and he's gonna fortify that whole home. He's gonna fortify that. To where when they step out in certain things, they're gonna be ready for it because they're gonna, be like, ah, uh, Leah said it best. Ah, I don't believe that. It ain't what he said about me. I think Mayo's saying that. I'm sorry, Mike. I don't believe that. She, she shared her testimony when she came here with this a bag uh, and, and $90, $11, something like that. But she still believed that she still had it all. But this is where you're supposed to be. And you look at her now. And there are many, many other stories um, I've heard, but that's when you are you're fortified. You're just standing there. You say, I don't care what you say. I don't care what I got. But what my father believed what my father said about me is what all I believe. Yeah. And where the world gonna come at, they're gonna come up with you just silly. That's other old stuff that's this and that well I work two three jobs and I still can't get ahead because you are doing it put it in him trust in him give it to him he might still have you do that for a season but in that season you should start seeing yourself coming out it's almost like seeing the end of the road like oh I'm doing this now but I ain't gonna be here long I see that finish line I'm moving toward that finish line okay yeah great and Brandon said something too earlier. he said that because of that mindset that you have in Christ, Christ's mind, you're gonna start blowing away everything in there to where you're now taking over things, you might even start owning the company. How many people think that way? Hmm, oh, I'm gonna take this company, this gonna be my company. See, when you get boldness like that, that's how you start, that's how things start creating, that's what God wants. You start having big houses like, like that, I say a big house, because you all have big houses in you. But you gotta stay on that same, that spurring foundation, because you don't want a big house that's, that's weak. You don't want it to be weak. Cause you don't want the adversary to have that one hit to quit and knock you out you want to be the one here to quit and knock it out knock it out kill it quick i ain't fighting with this no more bam it's over we're done let's move on let's move on let's move on and that's what i and that's what they're about like, this new the the the, the young adults were speaking they're they're getting that foundation to where they don't have to go back around the mountain and around the mountain they're getting that now is there going to be times yes not gonna be sometimes, you're gonna have to, some things gonna shake you a little bit, but you might not, you're not gonna fall sometime the way we might have done it with the old doctors we had. Because We had some old doctors. <laughs> I'm telling you, we have some old doctors, some old ways, some old church ways. Like the pastor had to hoop and holler and sweat and ah, and then I know I went to a good service then. But I still can't tell you what that service meant to me three years ago. All I knew is that he just hollered. My goodness, my goodness. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. And that's why God say, seek me. Seek me. Because he has that pattern. In that pattern, he's going to show you. And then he's going to show you how to raise your children and your children's children. Just seeking him. Seeking him. Thank you, Father God. God would we'll just stand on your feet. Please, we're finna uh close out. Thank you so, Lord, so much. Thank you, Father God. God, we give you praise, God. We glorify you right now, Father God. For God, for each and every person that you had speak today, and God, and those that, that have been touched by, by Believer's Connection, but God, we know Believer's Connection was built by you. That firm foundation was you. You built this, Father God. And each one that comes in, they're coming in on rock-solid ground, God. And, and God, we thank you, God, for just illuminating our mind with more of you, God. More of you to where God, there is going to be no more bewitchment. There will be no more lies. There will be no more timidness in this house. We ain't timid here. We speak the truth. Sometimes it don't feel good, y'all. Ooh, it don't feel good. Because sometimes God will tell us some things that we need to change and we don't want to change. We don't. That's that old ugly flesh. We don't want to change. We want to keep doing it that way because that's the easy way. But sometimes it's going to take a little pressure. It's going to take a little resistance. But you keep fighting because the outcome is so much better, God, in you. And we so love you, God. We love you for each person that's the body that makes up this house, God. For each person that you send in this house, God. For each person that is coming, God, that's not already here, God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for their lives, God. We thank you for their children, God. And we thank you for the children to come that's not even born yet, God, that's here. That they're gonna be mighty, mighty warriors in your name. Mighty warriors to where now they will not be bewitched by social media. They will not be bewitched in their academics. They will not be bewitched in their psychic. They will not be bewitched because they're gonna have that foundation they're going to have it, God, because of you, God. God, we thank you today, God. God, we praise you, God. And God, we thank you for the leadership that you have us under, God. Continue strengthening them. Continue strengthening them, God. As they pour, as you pour into them and they pour into us, let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. And that's just from generation to generation to generations, God. We thank you, God. God, we love you.